Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. Meow, my name is Ben. You are you. This is stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, did you guys ever see the, the video or the film Saw, any of that franchise? I did, the first one. I'm aware of it. I never, I never saw it, huh? But I oh, did, I know. You, you didn't see Saw? I didn't see Saw. No, I did not. Or I have not yet. Um, but, the antagonist in there is, if I recall correctly, is always saying, let's play a game or would you like to play a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Something to that effect. Well, people have taken his idea and just ran with it aside from the torture part. They, they liked everything but the torture. And we'll start today's podcast with a basic concept, a pretty neat one that all three of us in, uh, here in the podcast studio and you um, out in whatever your neck of the global woods is uh, have probably encountered. And that is gamification. This is a fun idea. I happen to personally like it uh, for certain things. This is when you're making some activity. Let's say you're at the gym and you're running or just running somewhere uh, and you've got something on your arm that's tracking 
the, your arm movements, your, your steps. That's gamifying. If you, you know, I'm trying to get a certain number of steps in a day or I'm, it's going to give me some kind of reward if I achieve that number. Right. And it could be something as, um, you know, as immaterial as just points are on a pinball machine. Sure. In a contest. Yeah. But then you get a high badge, score. You know, or it's like an app to quit smoking. Now there might be financial to sites. Well, not to mention if you take it to the next level and, and do a thing like zombie, zombies run. There's an app that takes mm-hmm. the, that step counting thing and trying to keep up a pace and it introduces zombies into the equation where you're, you know, running away from, uh, virtual zombies. So that's fun. I mean, you can take it as far as you want to go. Let's not forget how, you know, Niantic sort of tricked a bunch of nerds into, you know, gamifying their exercise unbeknownst to them <laughs> and, yeah. uh, with the Pokemon, you know, chase those Pokemon. You're going to get mm-hmm. some steps in. You got to add those eggs, right? Gamifying your GPS. So according to the University of Pennsylvania, and here's a pretty good basic definition here. Gamification is the application of game elements and digital game design techniques to non-game problems. Like we said, you know, mm-hmm. exercise, self-improvement, financial management, there's pretty compelling data that gamification ups individual engagement, by which we mean like sustained participation in several uh, different areas. To, to sum it all up, and, and our, our pal and uh, erstwhile guest host Jonathan Strickland has, has a pretty good episode about this on Tech Stuff, mm-hmm. which we recommend. Uh, to sum it up, gamification is messing with your brain. It's it's affecting your reward centers. Our brains don't necessarily differentiate between a useful reward and the feeling of being rewarded. Achievement unlocked. Exactly. Achievement unlocked. And so this provides uh, several things. There's an emotional relevance to learning because it turns out our brains are better at remembering stories. We remember things if we have a, if we feel like they they matter emotionally. Or if we can fit it into kind of a narrative that mm-hmm. there's a sort of a beginning, middle, and end, that end being your goal, it's just much easier to uh, sort of internalize and, and sort of become a character in the story, so to right. speak. Yeah. And when you are able to kind of cram yourself into this narrative and earn those achievements, get to that end point, what it does is it triggers dopamine receptors and it creates this reward system with positive associations with learning. So it's kind of a win-win. Right. Yeah. All- you feel good and Good things happen for you. Yeah, and that's not the only chemical that will be involved. There are all, me, all these other feel-good chemicals, two very important ones being, you know, serotonin, of course, and... Oh, endorphins. Uh, well, this is, you know, this is why I have to level up. I always have to level up. No mm-hmm. matter what time it is, it doesn't matter if it's 3 in the morning, got to get that next level because it's important. And you probably, of the three of us, have the most experience. You're probably the best gamer. Well, I don't want to offend you. Don't. Not best. Are you what one might describe as a level grinder? Oh, I am such a grinder mm-hmm. for levels, mm-hmm. uh, for any kind of upgrades. You know, if I've got a character, got to upgrade it to the max. And there's been a lot of research put into gamification of these of of these various different aspects you know how how do we make it um how do we make people feel like they are having fun when they are accomplishing either something that benefits them or benefits us whomever they might be in this case and now for something completely different well kind of china <laughs> 
So China has uh, – let's talk about the relationship between the government and the people. One of the biggest concerns historically for any state-level actor, which could be anything from, you know, Normandy back in the day to uh, to ancient Kmet civilization, right, um, to Mesoamerican civilizations, one of the primary challenges or things that the state – infrastructure needs to address is how to maintain stability and stability ultimately means the security safety and acquiescence of the people to being governed the relationship between the government and the people in uh, the country of china has had um it's definitely ups and downs and it's no secret that the ruling party of china works assiduously to maintain stability across a very diverse population uh china has a lot of the ingredients that historically speaking have been signs of a brewing revolution and we can walk through a few of them right now yeah not to mention that it is a massive population uh it's it's also a population of young unmarried males largely and this is uh due to the gender ratio skew that we've seen because of the cultural practices and, the um, one child yeah. policy of growing cynicism over corruption in the government because more and more people as the internet has come around are finding out about it and you could say that about most countries mm. yeah there's accelerating inequality Again, sounds familiar to a U.S. citizen sitting here in this podcast studio. Not to mention all the different regions that are basically at odds with one another, Tibet, Western provinces, the persecution of various ethnic minorities. Ooh. It is a hotbed of negativity in that country a lot of times. Because, yeah, it's definitely a hotbed of tension. And j- just to put this in global perspective, the estimated population of China in 2014 was 1.39 Billion. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost 20 percent of the world's population. So 20 percent of the world's people live here. Huge divides, too, between the people that live in the urban areas Mm -hmm. that work in um, various they're obviously um, financial type jobs, also factory type jobs. But then there are more rural uh, agrarian workers that live way, way outside the city where they just do not have access to the same infrastructure as folks living in the city do. Right. And so China's approach to this situation, to maintaining stability, is multidimensional. And that means they maintain a few things that we we are all familiar with, like police. Yeah, jails, uh, prisons, you got to have a place to put the people who do the wrong things. They also have paid informants who mm. who go around to get information about other people who do bad things. Which isn't surprising considering what a stronghold the government has on pretty much any form of outside information. And they have their, you know, state-sponsored news agency, Mm -hmm. not in the same as the BBC, but much more of a comes directly from the government, you know. Right. It's not always entirely accurate, let's say. Right. And compensation for deaths or tracking these dissident groups and a dissident uh, being, like Asnol pointed out, can be widely defined. Mm -hmm. Uh, Informal security forces or goons. This is constantly occurring, and the government pours a lot of scratch into this. Uh, Just in 2011, for instance, the expense on national defense was 601.156 billion yuan, 
or for uh, people who who want a dollar for perspective, 90.6 billion U.S. dollars. That's the claimed number, and I, I think that sounds kind of inflationary. But but in contrast, uh, the expense on stability maintenance is 624.421 billion, which means that this government is spending more on uh in, in at least 2011 spending more on internal stability than on external stuff force projection and it, this is not all i know it it sounds vilifying but almost every country has some sort of thing like this you know countries have police jails paid informants this is this is just constantly happening and it's not all um negative or fear of consequence type stuff too there are positive things carrots rather than sticks well, yeah, you can rally your entire population. Well, most of your population against some shared threat that we all see existentially or for real. Let's say in historically antagonistic country, uh, one nearby like Japan that sure. China is, is in conflict with a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they can also, uh, provide propaganda to rally the population for China's historic regional importance, global ascendancy. So the enforcing the idea like we are all one entity, we're all part of this one collective thing. There's no need for us to try to break that or dissent or go into factions. Gotcha. And perhaps one of the final carrots rather than sticks is the the assurance of widespread economic improvement, continual economic growth, essentially the argument, this government is worth keeping around, you know, even if I'm not particularly happy about one thing or another, because it is good for me financially. But in addition to consistently using these long established methods, which are again, common throughout the world, China's not the bad guy here. China has embraced cutting edge technologies. Yeah. They're, they're using vast internal surveillance uh, online, like looking at all of the Internet activity in the country that they can possibly see, uh, looking at or listening to Mm. telephone calls, uh, using the metadata, a lot of the same things that, again, we do in the U.S. just because that's my personal frame of reference. Um, They're also restricting access to information via this thing called the Great Firewall. It's referred to as the Great Firewall. Mm. It's the... Restriction of uh, Google search terms, right? Uh, anything that you search online, you're not going to find mm-hmm. certain things. Uh, Tiananmen Square massacre comes into sure. mind. Well, there's there's another thing that's interesting. There's a side note. One of my old professors, I uh, used to love talking about this, where I think we've mentioned the Great Firewall on this show before, but every so often, if you're using the internet without a proxy or something in, in the country, then the internet police will pop up, not because you're doing anything wrong, just to remind you that they're here for your safety, you know, so that you don't yeah. hit a malicious website. And the thing that was always interesting to my professor was that their eyes were blue. Whoa. I don't know why he brought that up. Is it, is it like a fun little animated uh, avatar like Clippy? It kind of is. I don't know if it's animated. It might be now at this point. But... As Steve Jobs liked to say, there's one more thing. But first, a word from our sponsor. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's where it gets crazy. Enter Sesame Credit. So, the Chinese government has decided to take all of these things into account, how how important internal stability is within their country, and they've partnered with private industry to gamify, essentially, obedience among its citizens for, for the state. So this could be possibly a very dangerous enterprise. It's it's a, a social credit system, um, I guess kind of like a credit score, but critics are already alleging that it's affiliated more so with obedience than with pocketbooks. It's called Sesame Credit. 
Yeah, it's being constructed for the Chinese government uh, by an outfit called Ant Financial Services Group, which is associated with Alibaba. And if you mm-hmm. have not heard of Alibaba, you almost certainly, um, you almost certainly will soon. It is the world's largest retailer as of April of 2016. It's very much like Amazon to me in the way I've viewed it. Yeah, and. Ant Financial, this is a bit dry, but this is very important for you to know, especially if you plan on living in this country uh, in the next few years. Ant Financial operates what's called the Alipay payment platform. So Alipay is a third-party platform, and it doesn't charge transaction fees. It's partnered with MasterCard, Visa, all, all the big hitters financially. In 2014, Alipay handled almost half of the online traffic, online payment market of China. Wow. So that's uh, half of 20% of the world's population, wow. right? Or at least the internet active, right? Mm-hmm. And so this means that Sesame Credit is able to pull data from these online purchases or transactions. It can go to Ant Financial and then it can go into Sesame Credit. They can, the, the concerns here are pretty much already apparent, but we do have, you know, we do have word from the official spokespersons or spoke people for, for Sesame Credit who say, um, essentially what this does is only associated with that, that it will not pull from social media platforms. And, and we have a quote about that too. So according to spokesperson Miranda Sheck, Sesame Credit tracks, quote, financial and consumption activities of users. But materials published on social media platforms do not affect our users' personal Sesame Credit score. So essentially we'll, we'll see every, we'll see every time that Ben buys the, the next, um, I don't know, gallon of, uh, blood or whatever, but, (laughs) but, uh, we won't track how many pictures he posts of him with Drinking gallons it. of blood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the thing is, opponents remain skeptical of this claim. And, and here's why it's dangerous. Do you guys want to do a hypothetical thing? Oh, God, yeah. You know that's my favorite thing to do, Ben. <laughs> uh, they right. scare me. Well, <laughs> yeah, because you're the example of this <laughs> one. Okay. Let's say, let's say that you are, um, let's, let's give him a different name. Can I be Drogan? If it please you. All right. Well, please, if, Drogan. if Noel's greenlighting it, then I say you are Drogan officially. So Drogan is a pretty stand-up citizen, right? You're not politically involved. I mean, you could describe yourself pretty easily. Yeah, um, I'm not really politically involved. You guys know that. I don't like to stick my nose in those kind of places because I feel like it's not my place. Uh, I just, you know, I'll go out to eat, grab a drink with friends, uh, but not, you know, not too often because I like to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I buy all the things that I, that I do for my hobbies. Like I like to, I'm a skater. You oh, guys okay. know that. I love yeah. to skate. Yeah. I like to run and hike. So I buy little things like that. I've, I've had a solid job for a while. I'm married. I've got a kid on the way, you know. Um, you should see, you should see my Alibaba account. I've got so much baby stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, right. it's pretty insane. I'm a little worried about that, but, but it's good. I'm a good citizen, right? But let's say Sesame Credit does take social media in the account. If that's the case, then when Drogan posts a link to a censored news site, it could affect his Sesame Credit score. Furthermore, and even more dangerously, 
it may not matter how good Drogon is, depending on the people he's friends with and social media. But the activities of your friends on social media can have an impact on your score as well. So um, your score can actually dip below a certain threshold. And when that happens, your life can get significantly more difficult. What do you mean? Maybe the Internet slows down. Get throttled a little bit. Uh, it might be tougher to get a loan. It might be harder to start a small business that you wanted to do. That's um, going to be a problem. Yeah. And then your application to various government agencies might get uh, denied. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so going through bureaucracy gets more difficult. Which, as we know, I mean, in a country of that size is already probably not an easy task. So things like moving, applying for travel visas, so on. Mm. You know, that means that there is a system that relies on social pressure um, but is introducing these incentives to the public to self-monitor as people want to take advantage of having this good Sesame credit score and then avoid the consequences of having a crappy one. So maybe um, – maybe- Drogan, uh, Drogan takes a hit to his Sesame Credit score and his wife comes in and says, what happened? Yeah, cause she can see my Sesame, my Sesame Credit score. I can see hers. Maybe mm. we have a joint credit score, Sesame Credit yeah, score. Who knows? But it's, it is for sure that your activity with the person you probably spend the most time with would be noted and affect it. And speaking of notes, it is important to note that at this point, Sesame Credit has not, um, not rolled out any penalties for a low score and official sources state it will not include penalties for a low score. And right at this point, let's, let's just stop and like, what do, what do you guys think of this? This, this idea of, um, this idea of a, of a state rated agency. It feels like something out of like 1984 to me, you know, it really, feels like the kind of thing that on the surface might feel fun, but the deeper you get into it, the more you realize that you're kind of being duped into allowing the government to have even more control over your life than they already do. So what if, for instance, what if, for instance, Drogan wants to start a small business and he knows that if he gets his number up to a certain threshold, he will be able to get a loan much easier, much more easily. So he reports one of his neighbors for something, which may be true, maybe not. And then that participation makes him more of a model citizen, more of a trustworthy citizen. And then boom, his score goes up. Would, would the possibility is there? The, the spokespeople for Sesame Credit have said explicitly that they're not checking mm-hmm. social media and that this is an opt-in system. But it is possible to incentivize essentially um, a place where people, instead of reacting out of fear, are reacting because they see themselves bettering themselves. Right? They see it as bettering themselves. I know this might sound sort of paranoid on our parts. And this, this thing, this news has been around for a few years. But there's one other, there's one other fact that really gives some sand to our concerns here and we'll get to it right after a word from our sponsor
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Here is the troubling fact about Sesame Credit that gives a little more credence, I think, to the speculation around the world about it. It's opt-in for now, Mm -hmm. at least until 2020, when it becomes mandatory for every citizen of the country. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to imagine it happening in the United States. Um, the, let's say the federal government creates their version of Sesame Credit. It is. It's called Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, but I'm being serious. Here. Sure. Sure. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something as, well, something more transparent because there's, there are also pretty compelling arguments that the alphabet agencies take credit score and social, um, connections on Facebook into account. So. Yeah. They do a full LinkedIn on that sucker. Mm-hmm. And in, in, 
I'm trying to imagine opting into something like that and going, yes, I want to see how good of a citizen I am and I want to be a better citizen and do all the right things for that. I feel like this country, this is huge generalization, but I feel like the individuals in this country believe in individualism so much that that may not uh, be attractive. I, I don't know. And that's complete speculation and from my own personal view. Well, but- on the flip side of that, though, not to general, overgeneralize, but it does feel like that the, um, the culture in China has much more of a focus on collectivism versus individualism. So I could see how something like this would take off without having to be mandatory. Yeah, and there's also one party. Right. Right. So in the U.S., as the federal government changes hands from one party to the net to the next, how does that change? Or from what I like that you say changes hands. Yeah, exactly. The same hand going into a different puppet. (laughs) Right. Right. But uh, that's a that's a good point. Um, So, yeah, these things happen by degree. Right. Facebook didn't come out and say, let us do these horrific things to you or to your concept of privacy they just said hey you can you can hang out with your friends from college online create artificial scarcity artificial um sense of exclusivity uh so they're very they're very smart things happening here because one it's opt-in which means the original group will be self-selecting people who want to and to want to have a sesame credit score want it to be high want people to know about it and perhaps may even compete to achieve a better score and then if those people are seen, you know, doing quote unquote better in life and society, then having a credit score, a Sesame credit score will, you know, probably become more desirable. Well, and who's to say that the government doesn't take one of these cases and turn it into like a poster kind of sure. situation yeah. where they're like, hey, look at this family here. They went full bore on the Sesame credit, you know, yeah. model. They got rid and of all their friends. They got, yeah. And now, they're thriving. Don't you want to be like this family? I mean, I just, I don't know. And how will it affect, how will it affect younger people who are in the dating phase of life looking for a, wow. uh, looking for some kind of spouse, whether that's, you know, a husband or a wife. Uh, and then they also said, they, they also said, according to a BBC article, that the company does not hide that it judges the types of products shoppers buy online. So someone who plays video games for 10 hours a day would be considered idle. Someone who frequently buys diapers would be considered probably a parent who is on balance more likely to have a sense of responsibility. That comes from Lee Ying-Yong, uh, Sesame's direct technology director. Wow. And, yeah. And this... This idea that gets so much more granular with those though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like these categories that we're talking about now are very broad, but as we know with the way even our data is used, um, and mined. Oh yeah. Think of the possibilities of all of the specifics you could find out about somebody with unfettered access to their feed, to their stream, to everything that they're putting online. Yeah. Which diapers did they buy and at what time? Exactly. Uh, privacy is not endangered. Privacy is extinct already for the vast um, the vast majority of people who live in developing or developed nations. Privacy, I, I submit to you, is one of the new currencies of the very well-to-do, right? The people you don't see in pictures, the people who are a name in a who's who of so-and-so. And very soon water will be one of those things. No, oh, I hope not. I hope water will be on all the time. I, You know, we're is it sustainable? That's a good question, and maybe for... A different day. It makes me think of what's going on now with uh, the water in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Prep for the Olympics. Don't open your mouth. 
Right. And watch out for dead bodies floating. So this, this brings us to something else. Like the technology, technology is inherently disruptive, right? Mm -hmm. There's this whole, um, if there was a, a pantheon for the circle of society, then technology would be Siva the destroyer because it, it fundamentally changes roles of people, institutions, and fundamentally changes timelines. In this case, we're seeing technology change the role of monitoring if it's full potential. Again, they say Sesame Credit says that it's just to do this. It'll be mandatory later in, in 2020, but its full potential is crystal clear. Yeah. It's paving the way for the people of a country to become the police of a country. Yeah. Police themselves. Police could, each other. Yeah, it could subvert the old paradigm of state stability through fear of consequence to a new paradigm of desire for reward. And, you know, that the other thing is, like, is that necessarily bad if people are there just to follow laws, right? If people have social pressure that's saying, hey, don't, um, you know, hey, hey, stop. Hey, Drogan's brother-in-law, stop <laughs> stealing all those fiats. Right. You're messing up my Sesame credit score. And I'd really like, who knows, my kid to get into a good school. Mm -hmm. Like when when other when we hold other people hostage for things or other people hold us hostage for things, that becomes a powerful and uh, probably more cost effective means of controlling people. It's it. I, I think the concern is that it's bad if there's a. um it's bad if there's a bad government, right? That yes, says exactly. That says we're interning everybody of you know Korean descent, or we're we're interning everybody in Tibet, which probably would never ever happen. Yeah, or just you know allowing any kind of abuses, just uh, outright allowing any kind of abuse in any country that would allow that that had this kind of system on. It would be dangerous. It, it, it reminds me of a, a David Eggers book called The Circle that I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, there is a, a version of the Internet that exists in this uh, novel where you can no longer be anonymous on the Internet anymore. And that in and of itself creates this democratization of the Internet where, you know, if you're not willing to stand behind your trolling and, you know, have your name and ID number visible to everyone, then you're not going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it eliminates a lot of uh, the negative aspects of the Internet. But it also like you are tied to this account for life, you know, and I could just see an escalation of this being like this is your social currency this is your identification everything your record your permanent record right. everything that happens in your life is stored in this account and it's all kind of tied to information technology mm -hmm. so it follows you around and you can never escape it short of like wiping you know doing like a mr robot style hack you know and just totally annihilating the record it's a digital shadow and it follows yeah. you yeah when you combine that technology with surveillance technology, mm -hmm. you get something that's extremely close to a digital version of, version of our concept of God that mm. knows everything you've done, or Santa Claus maybe. He knows yeah. everything that you're doing when you're naughty and when you're nice. He sees you when you're sleeping, yeah. knows when you're awake. Yeah. That's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. really. That's, I mean, that, these are, these are excellent points. They call it God view with Uber. You know, they have like a view where they can see everybody that's on the grid in Uber. They call it God view. And that's like a, that's a 
tech term for any kind of uh, platform that has users where you can view everyone where they are geographically at any time. Take a thing like this where not only maybe Spotify has a gazillion users or whatever, but this is literally everyone. So there could also be, let's, we talked about some of the cons. Uh, I want to talk about some pros just to give a, at least a fair thing. Sure. So it's not a complete condemnation. It, one of the pros, for instance, could be the ability to see a problem brewing before it does. And I don't mean necessarily like a descent, but to see the, the thing it's doing is it's, it's giving a wider view. It's giving that Uber God mode, right? But is it explaining why something happens if people are Maybe there are people who are purchasing less of some at some frequency, right? Mm-hmm. And they're concentrated in this one region in this area. Well, maybe they're purchasing less stuff overall and that drops their sesame credit score. But it, the reason they're doing that is because the factory in the area that everybody worked at closed or is closing and has been laying off workers. And this is something maybe that the larger scale government would not have been aware of in enough time to help. Right. Or, I can see that. Or maybe there's a, um, maybe there's something that changes with disaster. The thing is the world is so dynamic and it's difficult to imagine a system nimble enough to accurately represent that without, you know, breaking millions of eggs to make an omelet that may be an abomination. And the, the issue with this in my mind is that we must always be cautious of hard cells. It, this is entirely my opinion, but usually when someone has an act now thing, they say, here, do this, you have 24 hours, or do this, you Sounds have familiar. three minutes. And again, one worrying thing about this is that it is a hard sell. It is inevitable. Currently, it is an opt-in, but it is mandatory within the near, very near future. Two, 2020 may sound or like a long way away or look like that on paper, but it's coming much, much faster than yeah. you might feel. I could have sworn the stock market just crashed a little while ago, but that, that was almost 10 years ago. And as William Faulkner said, the past isn't even over, right? I'm paraphrasing. But with this, it may be inevitable. Another question, you know, is the U.S. already doing this? Is the European Union already doing something like this, but much less transparent? And if so, should we applaud a country that is at least putting out a beta? Yeah, having a modicum of transparency. And and what does this what does this lead to in the future? Does this mean that will be the end of um, what exists as free speech in this country? Does this mean that? Free speech in the country in which we reside is already, you know, monitored. And of course, granted, free speech never was meant to mean speech without consequence. And we've always been monitored since we've been able to communicate online. Yeah, that's that's true as well. So we would like to hear your thoughts on this. What what do you think? Is this is this actually going to happen? Is Sesame Credit what is Sesame Credit's credit score here? <laughs> is it trustworthy enough that it will not, for ideological or dare we say moral reasons, begin to also vacuum in social media data? Will it be, uh, will it be just a motivating factor for people to work out more and, and like gamify the way that smaller, smaller scale apps have done? Or is it something different? 
Is it when it becomes mandatory in 2020, what will it, my question is, what will it be in 2025? You know what I mean? What will it be in 2035? You know, I just thought about Ben before we get to how to send your questions for that stuff is that it doesn't even really matter if Sesame credit itself is tracking all that stuff and putting it together because some third party can just take the data which exists, especially if they're, you know, if Sesame Credit selling it like many other social media companies do, selling that data they collect to third parties, you can just combine it all and then have another company that's essentially like a social blade or something that's just collating all the data. Ultimately, it may not matter if someone, even if they say, okay, mandatory, that's kind of crazy. We understand how that would make us seem disingenuous or less trustworthy than we actually are. It will always be opt-in, right? The same way that Facebook is, but there's a problem of saturation that occurs because if you have never signed up for Facebook and all of your friends have, and they have sent you an email, right? Then Facebook knows there is someone who has your email address They may not know as much about you as they want to, but they probably already know more than you wish. You may have heard stories before of people who found that there was a dummy Facebook account, a digital parking space waiting for them, and they had never logged in. This could be the same kind of problem. After a certain threshold, if there are enough people that are in this kind of situation, then there will be connections that are unintentional, right? And that is not a conspiracy theory. That is a real thing that can happen with any sort of social network, right? Especially if the people in the social network interact in person, go places with their cell phones, right? Take pictures in different places while you were at the party with three different friends who were unconnected somehow, but they all end up, you know, connected. Play Pokemon Go or whatever the equivalent of a GPS game is with facial recognition as part of the thing, you know, then this... This is all happening live. This is live fire. This is, this is, uh, you guys know I'm hesitant to cover ongoing events. This is just an upcoming thing. Yeah. So there's a huge disclaimer. Like it may not, who knows? It may, it may not happen. It may just, just collapse on itself and become vaporware. I think it's interesting that you refer to it as a beta test because I mean, that's exactly what it is, but it's a very unusual beta test for sure. So what do you think, folks? Uh, do you think this is on balance a good thing, a bad thing? As uh, one of our coworkers, uh, Scott Benjamin, is wont to say, are you for it or again it? <laughs> he does say that. And uh, we, we'd we like to hear your opinion and why. And if you if you feel like Sesame Credit has been vilified because of the potential for misuse, uh, we, we'd like to hear a, a good defense of this. You mm-hmm. know, it would it would make. Not just us, but many of our listeners and many of the other folks around the world, uh, ecstatic to know that this was all alarmism and panic. We're not saying it's happening now. We're saying that it's possible. And we may well be being a little bit alarmist and panicking, to be fair. Also, I don't know. I mean, I just, this is the kind of thing that's sort of like catnip, you know, for getting the brain kind of twirling around. Like, what is the worst case scenario? What is the most nefarious way this potentially well-meaning program could just spiral out of control into the depths of Black Mirror 1984 Fahrenheit 451 territory. It is that kind of thing to me. But it doesn't necessarily mean it has to go there. 
Right. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to go there. I mean, they're like, if, uh, it's if, probably going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was, I was going to say the worst analogy. It's like, just because a car hits a pole and bursts into flame doesn't mean that people are going to be injured if they're in it. It means they probably will be. And chances are they're going to be incinerated. You know, that's uh. a very, that's a very unfair comparison for me to make. I'm not implying that this is a car accident, but it is interesting. It does show, you know, it shows this increasingly, um, increasingly profound role that technology is playing here. Uh, so we would like to hear from you. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter because we do have a Facebook page and it probably knows way too much about what kind of pizza the three of us like. Uh, you can find us there. We are conspiracy stuff. You can also find us on, uh, Instagram, where we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. Where you can see my brand new Space Camp t-shirt sent to us by listener Paula H. Because she took pity on me because I had never been to Space Camp. It had been a dream of mine ever since I was a little Nickelodeon loving child watching Double Dare and seeing that as the grand prize, the end all be all of my childhood dreams dashed. Well, she put them back together, picked up the pieces, healed my childlike soul. And you, Thank you. you took a great picture. I appreciate it. That. Really, I was, really uh, that was genuine. Day. That was genuine uh, joy and uh, 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 appreciation that you saw there on, mm-hmm. on this this bearded face. So thank you, Paula H. Yeah, th- and you know what? The Matt and I owe you a thank you for that as well because uh, Noel's enthusiasm was palpable. That was <laughs> everybody's day. I was out. I was out of the office somewhere, and you texted me, and so I just like immediately poofed back into that circle to see the shirt. That again, listeners are the most important part of our show, and every time we say that, we like to uh, demonstrate that with a little thing we call shout out corner. Our first shout-out today goes to Jonathan West, who wrote to us on Twitter. He let us know about the Panama Papers movie that's coming to Netflix. I'm excited about that. That was a great episode, I, in my opinion, guys. Don't mean to toot our own horn, but I enjoyed that episode because... It's okay, it, man. Give a, give a little horn toot. Well, it, it gave a real window into a world that we kind of knew was there. We did know was happening, but we got to see the details. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It's... Uh, it's written by, it's a book that was written by investigative journalist Frederick Obermeyer and Bastian Obermeyer. Interesting, similar last names there. Um, but yeah, thank you, Jonathan West. We're definitely going to be checking that out. Next, we have one from Arik Comstock via Facebook. Arik manufactures paint robots. Um, quote, my robots have no AI, which I believe is a good thing, but they can see. They can see colors and they can see when something is near to them and how close someone is to them. I find my job extremely interesting watching the advancements that happen at my company, but I'm also glad they are taught by a a teach pendant. A teach pendant. I don't know this term. And also that they are creating a lot of jobs in the field. Uh, teach pendants are really interesting. I had to look them up. It's how you teach a robot to do things, right? So inputs. You give the robot certain inputs, kind of if, ands, those kind of things, and it learns by what you what you tell it to do. That's by it. Doing That's the, how it knows. If, a sequence of if then. Yeah, it's not learning. Is that how they teach those robots on the radio how to rap? Yep. You are so proud of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Makes me happy. <laughs> I, but I probably got that wrong uh, about Teach Pendants. Write to us. Teach us about Teach Pendants. Yes. And our next shout out comes from Callie Lipke, uh, who says, I just found your podcast while on a four hour road trip. Now I listen at work. I've been really disappointed that you don't have an episode on Benghazi. Would love to hear one on that. That'd be the uh, part, uh, the attack on the U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, facilities there. Yeah, the embassy. Yeah, I don't know. That that could be a rough one, but we can at least look into it, see if there's something worth our time. Sure. What do you know about it? What did Hill Dog know about it? Ah, uh, what did ah? Uh, yes, the okay, yes, the allegations of uh, the emails, right, that were released by WikiLeaks regarding uh. The Hillary Clinton's campaign or Hillary Clinton's activities while serving as Secretary of State under the Obama administration. Yeah, response times to when everything was going down. Eh, there's a lot of stuff there. It's been this whole thing seems to have been taken up by the right side of the U.S. government as like an attack. So I don't know. It might be a little too sensitive. Right. Yeah. You know, I have not been as educated on that one as I should be. So I'll look into that and learn more. And uh, who knows what we'll find if we dig deep enough. Uh, so thank you so much for writing in, Callie. That concludes our... But that does not conclude the stuff they don't want you to know. I mean, in this episode, yes, this mm-hmm. is clearly the end of the We're episode. <laughs> you can check out, uh, you can check out some other stuff we've done about international relations, about, um, disruptive roles of technology by visiting our website, stuff they don't want you to know.com. But wait, you might be saying, no, Ben, I've got something that, that I want to write to you guys with in detail. It's a really good idea my fellow listeners would like to hear, or it's a really good point about sesame credit, or uh, I've got some... Maybe it's a really good recipe for sesame chicken. Yeah, maybe it's a a really good, um, maybe it's a really good haiku about sesame, or or like a a limerick. Or maybe it's just your Facebook login information. (laughs) Just send that to us. No, please don't do that. So where should they send this? They should send this to conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. 
your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. 